Welcome back to another episode of Ego Friendly, a podcast that promotes self-growth and positivity for listeners. In today's episode, we'll be talking about the importance of stoicism and meditation during times of dismay. To be calm is the highest achievement of the self, recalls a present proverb. Based on the Greek times, the philosophical movement of Stoicism basically made the ideals and kind of represented certain ideals such as happiness, resilience, and just overall helping citizens increase their concentration. This enables them to be more happier people, better and dedicated professionals in their lives as well. If Stoicism isn't for you, there's always meditation. Meditation comes in many different forms, including the night and zen routine that satisfies people's individual's life and also helps increases the focus on the present moment and holds many accountable to the various obstacles that many faces in life. Contemporary life is marked with a lot of stress and oftentimes we can be very worked up on uh, our career, our, you know, per, um, our personal interest towards someone, our financial setbacks. We are constantly being bombarded with deadlines, right? And it can be very hard sometimes to find a way to really, uh, really cope with it. And in the past episodes, I've talked about kind of seeking help through meditation or through uh, religion, right? But sometimes some people might not think that it does help them enough. Everybody has different uh, characteristics and personalities that don't really um, kind of that really differs from other people so I am going to introduce in two new different ways and different methods that we can do to overcome and or at least kind of mediate this kind of uh, hardships that we're going through Um, the first kind of I guess recommendation is stoicism and stoicism is been it's been around for quite a while actually but um recently has been kind of like a trend where uh you definitely see a lot of like story quotes online or something like that right and the general gist of this movement really is to not really i guess it's just really to really endure enduring through the pain through the hardships and not really showing any feelings basically just biting the bullet and then going through whatever you're going through each day right and it's hard i think you know it can be a very like very kind of bitter and cold thing to kind of assimilate yourself into um you know in the morning we don't like many people don't like working waking up in the morning um where they have to like hear their alarm and you know just waking up and just hearing and just visualizing the routine that you have to go through each day right get this done get this done if this doesn't get done then i will have to face this um you know all these deadlines all these things that we have to meet um it can be very hard to find a way to kind of go through it without kind of kind of you know having the squeezy thoughts within you um about you know the schedule itself so what stoicism does is that it really again creates this kind of mindset for others like you know whatever happens you go through it right and um i think there are certain traits that stoic people have, so I will introduce some of those in here. Number one, they're able to adapt to change, right? Constantly, they kind of accept the fact that they kind of 
life is what it is and they're just going to go through it no matter what we're going to have obstacles in life we are going to never endlessly our struggles are not going to be over right um and the sad and very bitter truth is that even the shortcomings even the happy moments in our lives they're still going to be followed by something disastrous that's about to happen right they kind of recognize it and they time it themselves so they're able to adapt to change and kind of go through it with that type of mindset right and i think this is very important because um i've talked about in the past about setting goals and setting goals oftentimes if you're idealistic you might not reach the goal that you would like to reach oftentimes you might want to um you might not reach the goal you might feel burned out instead because you set such a high expectation for yourself maybe like you're studying but every single block of the freaking schedule that you have like every single hour you might not have that kind of time to have a break or something very holistic and something that's more realistic to what you can achieve and you start to get disappointed you start to get really kind of agonized yourself and you start to recognize like why am i not uh you know doing better why can't i you know have uh you know just reach my goal right away basically and again right kind of linking this with stoicism right we no matter how much goals we set and no matter how much schedules and how much depth we put into our schedule there are going there we're bound to have schedule changes right um you know sometimes you think and you predict right away that something is going to not it's going to be fine but there are going to be times where you're going to have to change your schedule there's time where you realize wait i think i set a goal way too high maybe i should kind of lower the tier down a little bit so that i can kind of reach this goal that i'm going towards Another trait that stoic people have is actually learning from mistakes and criticism, right? Kind of going with the part where like, I don't really care kind of thing, where it's just like going through it and kind of enduring through it, biting the bullet basically, right? And it's true. Sometimes we do make mistakes in life. We might, our boss might be unsatisfied with the work that we're doing, or our teacher might not have appreciation for the work that we're putting in and it's completely fine, right? Um, but we get to learn through that. We make mistakes and we learn through that once again so that we can do better right and it's it's basically enduring through this kind of hardship that makes them them more stronger more people that are kind of a lot more wiser with what happens right they kind of see the good and the bad but in a way kind of neutralize themselves through that and i guess if i had to like simplify this movement into one word it's just be neutral just be neutral don't have any kind of reaction don't kind of have any kind of emotional setback anything just go through it and just just face it honestly and i know i often talk a lot about how you know most of the time in my podcast i talk about you know having you know self-help and you know self-love and positivity and all of this aspect but sometimes positivity might just be an over kind of casting image of what we kind of want right almost like this bubbles and you know overly exaggerated imagination that we have that everything is going to be fine and once i stay positive all my hardships will be at over right but if you look closer around the of the environment around you you realize that there's not a single you know time where things actually go your way and if we just set yourself into that aspect where it's like okay well i recognize that sometimes that's just how life works right that is just how it works and i'm going to go through that um go through it and just accept whatever conditions go my way right and i think with self-love sometimes although i do promote it 
oftentimes there's always like a limit right because even though you kind of feel this kind of psychological kind of um satisfaction through it you end up having a lot more uh kind of like kind of like have very negative underlying feelings because you're gonna get really disappointed really easily because of your hopes and kind of with stoicism it's just going into it and just kind of not expecting anything and just doing what you got to do basically um another aspect is that they tend to see the larger perspective in a challenging situation so like i said before right instead of just viewing it as like this idealistic a bubble that we often kind of hyperbolize ourselves into right and it's often you know kind of centering people that everything is going to be solved just be positive and everything is going to be fine just good luck and you will do fine right if you believe in luck right but this person and this type of pe- th- these types of people are more about they're more skeptical they're more critical about this specific aspect just go through it and just kind of t- seeing this larger implication that i am a human society and i am working in this environment called nature and nature change um they're also able to recover more quickly from emotions right so whether it's failure or rejection so kind of com- coming back to mistakes and criticisms these people are able to kind of pick themselves back up again right um uh, that happened i am going to go back there and i'm going to be a lot more stronger that's what they're going to do and i guess these are kind of like the top main traits of stoic people and if you find this specific uh i guess way of kind of living through life kind of a little bit more uh for you and you kind of want to practice it right now i think this is a very important time too right right now because there's so much going on and i'm not kind of encouraging you or any other people to kind of not care about the world and not care about society it's more about like these metaphysical and intangible feelings and goals that you're not able to reach and oftentimes there's something that we kind of just sometimes in life that it's just so obvious that we can just go through it we're scared we're nervous sure but sometimes it's better to just go straight into it um without expecting anything without having any kind of you know idealistic over exaggerated thoughts and that could actually make us a lot more truthful and have more integrity with ourselves and our lives and it's it's basically to live a life with virtue right to live a life that has service right that has that we're kind of living life with being the best of ourselves in the best situations as possible right we're not gonna like you know angrily react when something happens we're not gonna over like react when something like good happens we're just gonna go through it we're gonna make the best of our times we're gonna go through there and that's what we're going to do basically um so how exactly do i start practicing stoicism right um I know there's gonna this these quotes and these kind of uh, advice that I am going to give you are solely going to be very kind of pessimistic almost right so yeah this is part of the movement right so first off is to practice temperance and to practice sort of like self-discipline right so know yourself is the most important thing i think out of all of the things that i'm recommending here know yourself but also know who you are and what you tend to do often right sometimes you get distracted often sometimes you i don't know maybe you don't you think that maybe there's something that i did wrong in the past right um and discipline right have self-disciplined and control who you want to kind of embody through that um learning to separate what you can control from what you can't control right that's another this is a very very important thing right um and i think that's the most important thing because 
kind of what you can control is really kind of with what I said before with the schedule, right? If you can create a schedule where it's not overly kind of exaggerated, but move on to something that's more like in, like tangible and you can actually control yourself, that's a that's a that's a win win. But if you can't control it and things like things that happen unnaturally, like maybe you have、uh, a job appointment today or you have a job interview, but it started raining, right? And that kind of Can't work doesn't work well, and we can connect it to social situation as well, right?、Um, you just graduated college. You're looking for a job, but the the economy is not it's not doing well, right? So you kind of see that you know these are things that happen, and we can't really control most of the things, right? But there are still things that we can control to kind of make our li- our situations in life a little bit more better, right? And it kind of goes back to the quote of、um, where. We talked about the glass, right? The glass is neither、uh, empty nor full, but actually, in I think in the perspective of Stoicism, I think the glass is actually neither empty nor full. It's actually refillable. They're actually able to look at the glass, right? Also, it's kind of like a metaphor, basically, of life, right? When the glass is full, you kind of see it as everything is, you know, fulfilling. Life is fulfilling. Everything is well, and you know that is how life is. But then, when the glass is empty, you kind of feel like, you know, you're not kind of, you're not. There's not any meaning in life. There's no. There's just sadness. There's treachery. There is going to be emptiness sometimes in life, right? Just like the cup and the glass is. And what I mean here is that it's not either both of them because it's refillable, right? Refillable basically means that it is going to be both, right? We can. It is going to have a taste of. It being filled, right, filled to the max, and it's gonna have a taste of it being filled to filled out to the max, where it becomes empty, right. So there'll be times where it is, you know, positive and it's filling, right. But there's times where it's empty and it's despairing, right. And we kind of embrace through that, right. That's what stoicism basically is, if in the most metaphorical way, right. We gotta learn through that, and we gotta kind of control and kind of refill that water in with what we have and the knowledge that we go through. Um, in life, and everything that, and this is another thing, existence is impermanent. Again, very stoic related, very pessimistic, right? But kind of with existence, right? We kind of know from the start that we don't, we are going to perish from the earth one day, right? And you know, you know, we're gonna follow the footsteps of who、uh, were older than us, and we kind of have to follow that cycle of life, basically.、Um, so that's how it is, and we kind of accept that, right? And that's basically what it is. Right? I'm just gonna go through what I have in life. I'm gonna give the most that I can in each situation that I go through, whether it's hard, whether it's not, and I'm going to bite the bullet so that I can do a lot more better, and I can do, I can live my life with full virtue. And I kind of, kind of link this with stoicism with like emotionally like strong people, right? These emotionally strong people kind of have previous wounds in the past, right? They understand what failure is. They understand all these criticisms, but they are going to rise back once again, and they're going to not because they want to cry, maybe they cry secretly, right? But these stoic people, they they don't. They are going to face through it. They're gonna head straight into the race with a calm mind and a ready mind. That's basically what stoicism is, and.、Um, Certain benefits to stoicism is actually really, you know, gaining a lot of focus and control, right? Now that you kind of 
understand sort of the larger picture of how the world works, how you kind of navigate around society, and what you can do, what you can do versus what you can't control. Now you can kind of see, okay, well, this is what life is. This is who I am. These are things that I should kind of direct myself towards, and that allows many to focus a lot. And focusing is a very, very important tip for being successful. You don't focus, you're not going to get things done, right? Period, right? So if you are able to kind of center yourself and have this self-discipline and recognize that how the world works, right, in a larger scheme beyond imagination, beyond kind of setting this over-exaggerated kind of image of self-love and positivity, which I kind of ironically kind of endorse, and kind of see it through the lens of a stoic where everything is just going to be gray. And you kind of have to go through it neutrally in life, and that kind of centers you and it guards you、um, to what you want to achieve, really. And I think this is a very powerful way and a very powerful thing to use, right?、Um, I do think that there are certain circumstances where I think positivity does help a lot, but I think there's times in life where it's quite almost logical and almost rational to really use this movement in your life, right? There's a test coming up, all right? Let's just go through it. You've studied hard enough, go through it. And I think this is kind of where life and stoicism kind of meet. The second movement I want to talk about is meditation, and if stoicism isn't for you, I've offered another tip. So meditation is another great way to really start kind of gaining in a lot more consciousness, a lot more calmness into your life. And society right now is very—it's loud sirens. It is, you know, a lot of alarming news every day, right? And We are constantly being bombarded with every single headline, every single news story, every single incident in the screen, and we don't really get a chance to really and capture, kind of reflect through it a lot. And that can often lead to misleading of misled information that is often interpreted, or that we constantly feel this like inner stress within ourselves, and we can't like function properly, or we can't really,、uh, you know, just. Just exist in general. That's another like, kind of aspect. We feel really depressed. So this is where meditation comes in, right? And I do want to recommend this book, which I've been reading, called Meditation in a New York Minute. Meditation in a New York Minute kind of captures short and kind of like bite-sized lessons from、uh, author Mark Thornton. And、um, this book basically kind of gives you kind of this expert re- relaxation techniques, and I highly recommend this.、Um, it's a pretty short read actually, so it shouldn't be that bad, right? But、um, the thing that you can pull out here is actually a lot of good exercises for breathing. And、um, if you can't afford the book, it's completely fine as well. There's always going to be meditation,、um, you know, songs online, so you can kind of hum and meditate yourself through that, right? And、um, So don't think that you know books are like one way to do it. I do think that books are probably one of the best ways to do it because I think once you kind of go into media, you're easily going to be trampled and just kind of, I guess, absorbed into what is offered, right? But with books, you kind of you can see the words, you can kind of see and read through it, and you kind of gain a lot more focus, right? Which is a win-win, which is reading and meditation at the same time. So. Some of the things that he did here, which I do want to mention in this video, right? So he offers eight laws of meditation, which I would like to talk about, right? And I'll list it down below here. Number one is to relax. Number two is to be playful. Number three is to be gentle. Number four is to have an open body. Five is to use attention to focus on calm. 
Six is repetition. So this is where you kind of like repeating your mantra. Seven is the chain analogy. So it's kind of like linking with the mountain, right? Everything like you just imagine a mountain and kind of you and your body signifying um, the the inner calmness of your emotions and everything around you is just being connected, right? Your heart, your muscles, uh, the tightness of your legs, whatever, right? You're kind of, this meditation process is kind of linking your mind with your body. I think that's like the most, I guess, succinct way I could put it for meditation is to have this connection with uh, yourself, your inner self, and kind of connecting it with your body. And it is very rewarding to kind of use that time to really just de-stress um and lastly you have hidden gems so hidden gems is a a better way of saying that you can find calmness everywhere right once you master the seven kind of steps and laws from above this step is almost natural right you can find you can find another spot right this is like kind of like the advanced level find a spot in nature in a park um and really start meditating right and this is where everything kind of declutters naturally. You can have a hard time in your workplace and kind of use that time to maybe go outside and start just kind of breathe in, breathe out, and just do some light meditation exercises. And this allows you to, again, kind of gain this um, kind of calmness through it all, right? And that's why you can apply all these techniques into one and kind of naturally use it, right? And this is such a valuable skill to have because, you know, easily we're kind of easily kind of reactive to what certain uh, cases or um, topics but with meditation, it's almost like once we master it, we can easily just pull it out from ourselves, right? It's kind of in us already. It's kind of like intuitive in us. And we can just, whenever we need it, we can just recall to it and we can just jump back into that, right? And that leaves me with my last point here, which is that meditation, really. Think of that as like you're kind of visualizing a world, right? Visualizing a world that is... Um, fanciful that is maybe like a beach right there's a sunset happening right you feel kind of like the sand the harsh and this you know soft sand rubbing in your feet you feel the waves moving back and forth you feel the sun shining into your face it's bright rays into your face you kind of envision this world right kind of escape it and what's beautiful about it is that it's in your mind and you can just recall of it once again and again and again. You can revisit this place, right? Certain times in the world and society, we kind of, kind of opposite to stoicism, right? We kind of just accept what it is and we go through it, right? No hardships, no struggles, no complaining, just go through it. But with meditation, we can just revisit this place. We can just breathe in, breathe out, and we can just envision it once again, right? It will be there in us, right? And I think that's what's most powerful about meditation in general, right? You can make your own mantra, right? Things like, I am worthy. I am, uh, I have, I have a lot of, uh, I am successful, right? I am worthy. I am successful, um, Things like, you know, just general mantras that you can sing and you kind of recite to yourself, right? Whisper to yourself silently when you're kind of breathing in and out, right? Through that process, you're able to gain a lot more consciousness and calm yourself down, right? And I think that's the most important way to do that as well. 
um, and it just allows many of us to really increase our concentration, to breathe in and to relax ourselves. Um, other things like I am strong, I am worthy, I am alive, and it gives us kind of this inner affirmation, right? Something that maybe stoicism doesn't offer, right? Unlike stoicism, meditation offers us psychological affirmations. It makes us feel healed at the end of the day. It makes us feel a lot more stronger. And I think that's what's different between stoicism and meditation. Meditation, the process allows us to kind of have this psychological like kind of affirmation that we're okay, we're okay, we're fine on the inside, we're conscious. But stoicism focuses on more about the world around us, right? And how can we actually go through it? And I don't really see an issue of combining those two in your, you know, one's life as well. You can have meditation, the consciousness, and kind of be enlightened about the world around you. But at the same time, you can see yourself, you see yourself through the lens of a stoic and actually envision kind of the, you know, have a sense of self-discipline um, and kind of envision the, you know, truancies of the world through it all. And I think that's what happens when you kind of compare both movements in general, right? And don't worry if there are less alternatives to the acts. Um, I know that a lot of times when we meditate, there's a lot of struggles where you kind of move around a lot and, um, you know, you move around a lot. You might, you know, open your eyes one or two times, especially if you're a beginner. Um, so, you know, there's other aspects to it as well. You can you know, there's other specific ways you can try to meditate. You don't, meditation doesn't have to be with closing your eyes and, you know, trying to recite words, right? There's still other ways that you can, you know, meditate specifically, right? If you're the type of person that really likes to be more visual, right? When you're relaxing, I think reading is a very possible way right to really gain concentration increase focus for many and the good thing about reading itself is that you're able to kind of gain a lot more knowledge about the world around you and instead of focusing on your life you're kind of focusing on another person's life right which is the complete opposite of stoicism but you kind of gain a new and fresh perspective of someone's life right whether it be self-help or fantasy or fiction or or a biography you kind of delve deeper into these worlds and cities and distinctive societies that the author is trying to portray and it's just in short it's a medium to to escape the world and that is very powerful right so as I bring you to the end of this podcast, I do want to summarize. Again, stoicism is a movement that kind of has to do with enduring, kind of enduring through your hardships, enduring through the pain and struggles, and enduring through the future and what's going to happen, right? Because we know the inevitable. We know that we're going to pass away. We're going to drift off, and that is completely fine because we are going to make the best out of our moments, and we're going to be as critical and focused towards what we are and what we do, right? We're not going to, you know, overreact while meditation kind of recognizes that yes there are going to be hardships but we can control it innerly we can look at ourselves and we can try to maintain our consciousness through that environment and we kind of go through that itself so one is just going through it and biting the bullet the other is kind of recognizing that we can do some way we can in some way try to tame ourselves that we can fit and kind of evolve and adapt to what the environment brings to us So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Eco-Friendly and stay tuned for the next episode.